Have in my hand. Powerful Word of God. Can change lives. Heal broken hearts. Save man's soul. Lord Jesus, today, speak to me. In Jesus' name, Amen. Look at your neighbor and tell him how much you love him. Young people, um, who let the dogs out? Young people, it's time for you to go. I love it. They thought we were singing a special again. And Sarah also goes back there. That's right. Very good. I think you'll, as you get to know her, you will um, be appreciative of her strengths and weaknesses and her love for God. It's going to be fun. Uh, quite a testimony. We, questions that were asked her were pretty. They were pretty tough questions. I thought. And yet, um, I think the one where she answered about a past relationship, I mean, she kind of went into depth on that thing. And uh, I think it was Don had asked her, said, is there anybody you had never forgiven? And that kind of how it went. Yeah. Well, then she went into this past relationship with this guy that she's still working on the forgiveness for. And I just thought, Wow to be that transparent to a bunch of guys she doesn't even know that was amazing so this kind of tells me a lot about her and, and her walk with God she trusts God enough that she can share those types of incidents in your life and be okay so uh, I hope you I hope you're okay with uh, what we did today and that you'll support what we've done today love like Jesus uh, today we're going to look at um, a second aspect of loving like Jesus, and that's washing feet. Uh, Jeff, let's go ahead and show that promo for next week. Uh, come up. This will be the third part of our series. week we're going to deal with communion and the importance of communion and how it helps us to love like Jesus, okay? But today I want to spend some time on foot washing. Um, I don't have a PowerPoint because it just this is the type of lesson that didn't really lend that, but it's in your bulletin and your the scriptures are there, so just kind of follow along with me if you can. I read a story this week about a man that had a rare disease. And so as he and his wife went to the doctor to discuss the uh, 
possible treatments for this, the doctor just looked at his wife and he said, you're going to have to feed him three meals a day. You're going to have to make sure that the house stays spotless. And you're going to have to do uh, this continually because if you don't, he'll die. So you got to clean. You've got to make sure the sheets are clean. You've got to make sure the car is clean. You've got to make sure the food is good and going three days a week. And you just got to stay up with him. And he said, uh, the doctor said, so how do you feel about all that? And the woman looked at the doctor, looked at her husband, and she said, well, I think it's a bad idea because I'm not going to do that, so I guess he's going to die. And I thought, wow. Because then she went on to say, but because it's beneath me to have to do all of that just for him. You see, part of serving somebody is never thinking that you're more important than they are. You serve people in a lot of different ways. When you buy something at Quick Trip, that person is checking you out and getting your money. I mean, they, I've never seen anybody talk faster and count money back faster than the Quick Trip people. They must time them. Because <laughs> it's fast. Well, they flip the money over, done. Thanks for coming. Even them need service. They're there to serve you, but you should be able to serve them every time you walk in. By saying hello. By saying nice things to them. But so often we're in a hurry and we don't have time for that. Jesus constantly shocked people with His irrational acts of love. Last week we talked about forgiving sinners. Breaking bread next week and today it's washing feet. The first verse there on your outline, John 13, 1 and 2, says, It was just before the Passover festival, Jesus knew that the hour had come for Him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved His own who were in the world, He loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. It was a Thursday night. They were in a secret meeting place, the upper room. Jesus was ready to give his life for the salvation of mankind. And according to Luke's gospel, arguments broke out about who's the greatest. John and Peter, Bartholomew. Were they, everybody was arguing about who was going to be greater and who was going to be at the right hand of Jesus. And then Jesus in Matthew twenty three eleven, our memory verse, says, the greatest among you will be your servant. Your wife, men, cannot learn how to serve you until you show them how to serve. 
a woman will never be submissive until a man, her husband, shows her what submission looks like. Now, I'm not saying lay down and walk over you. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying give them a stick and let them beat you. I'm not saying that at all. But I am simply saying, if you want her to serve you in the house, you have to serve her in the house as well. Makes it work better, doesn't it? How many of you have that in your home? Where you're serving each other. Ooh, it took a while to get the hands up, but there we go, all right. Let's go on to our passage in John. So Jesus got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. So Jesus used what he had available and began to take on the role of the lowest of lowest servants in any house. But I think it's interesting that it says he got up. So he stopped what he was doing. He immediately put others' needs in front of himself. And then he washed their feet. Why would he want to wash the disciples' feet? Well, first of all, it's a common courtesy of the day. If you were invited to come and eat a meal with in your home, you would wash their feet. Your servant would wash their feet. Because they've walked uh, quite a distance and this gives them some uh, calmness and whatever uh, so that they're in your home. Uh, also, it's and it's no different than when somebody comes, if it's a winter time, you say, hey, can I take your coat? Can I take your hat? Would you like a drink? Um... You might know them well enough you could greet them with a kiss on the cheek. Or I guess a kiss on the lips. You really got to know them pretty good then. I guess you could start greeting them. Uh, would you like your feet washed? Uh, I'm not sure. But this was a custom of the day. And it was called for. And the lowest servant that was in the house was the one that did the foot washing because it was a very humiliating task. There's nothing uglier at times than people's feet. I mean, there's just... The, some people don't have pretty feet. How many of you agree? How many of you have ugly feet? I'm an ugly foot guy. Ugly foot. Cindy told me one time I need one of those pedicures. I said, I probably need a whole lot of overhaul if that's, a, if that's possible. But that servant... They would, through humility, come and clean the feet of those guests. And of course, most people who knew Jesus, they would rather Him not just wash their feet, but everything about them. Because at dinner, there's proud hearts, there's dirty feet, Jesus gets up, puts the apron around him, grabs a bucket, Peter screams, you can't do this, 
You're not supposed to do this. If you're going to do it, do, do, do all of me from head to toe. And Jesus bends down and washes the dirty, smelly, filthy feet of these, these apostles. So I want you to consider Jesus, the Son of God, the bread of life, the Prince of Peace, the living water, the light of the world, great high priest, Lamb of God, living stone, righteous judge, true vine, King of glory, chosen one, King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Alpha and the Omega. He was our Redeemer, our rock, our sanctification, righteousness. He, that descriptive person, every word describing Him, knelt and washed the feet of the apostles. He didn't come to be served. He came to serve. So if you want an organization to be humble and serving oriented, then the leadership of that organization must be willing to wash feet. To wash feet. Jesus loved them to the very end. It reminded me of a story I read this week of a husband and wife, and she had become invalid where she had to wear diapers and she couldn't bathe anymore and go to the bathroom by herself. And so this husband, such a display of love and care for her, uh, every day he would make sure that she was cleaned up and Make sure the diapers were changed and make sure all those, all those things were in place because she had such, she had such need and he had such great love for her. You gotta ask yourself, if your husband or your wife got in that spot, would you leave them and move on down the road? That's an interesting question to ask, isn't it? Or would you stick with them? Would you help them? Would you say, I can do that. I can do that. The greatest Jesus is trying to explain to the disciples is the one who is willing to serve. That's the greatest person. When you think of your company you work for or the organization you're involved with, Who's the one that you can point to very quickly as being the servant at your place? That's what you're looking for. I mean, most people are breaking their arm, patting themselves on the back, aren't they? How wonderful they are, man. You, you don't have to be around two minutes to know how wonderful they think they are. They're actually legends, legends in their own mind. there's things that you can do and there's ways that you can serve and there's ways that you can wash feet that's not even literally washing feet a friend might need help moving you you can do that a a teenager needs some spiritual guidance okay yeah I can do that 
the babies need some help at the church. Oh, I can do that. You remember my story? Of, do any of you remember the story I told you about the, the Hell's Angels that were saved at the beach and came to Thomas Road Baptist Church the next morning? That's where, um, that's where Elmer Towns was on staff. And this guy came in and he had the leather on. He said, same thing he had the night before. He walked down in the ocean, was baptized, and he wore the same outfit to church the next day. Pulls his motorcycle up to the front and parks and Elmer Towns takes him in and the place was packed except where? On the front. So he takes him down to the second row, puts him on the corner, tells him just to enjoy the service. And so during the service, the music pastor gets up and says, hey, we've, we're running uh, a lot of kids in our nursery. We need some help from you moms. Nobody moved. Everybody's enjoying the service. Several songs later, he said the same thing. And then several songs later, Jerry Falwell gets up and says the same thing. He says, folks, we got to have help. we got some moms to help. Or somebody to help. Because the nursery's overflowing. Well, this hell's angel sitting there and he says, well, that guy told me that I need to serve, so I think I will. So when Jerry Falwell said, well, is there anybody here who will serve? He got up. I started walking back toward the back of the church to go help in the nursery and 38 mothers got up and walked right out right out with him. So some of us, if we get up to go help, we may have some others come with us. I'm not sure. But what is it that you can do? Then get about doing it. When we're washing feet, we don't, we don't need to take a, a picture of that for Instagram. You don't need to do a selfie of you doing something that's serving God. When you serve with the right heart, it's not about you. Your gifts uh, are not about you. It's your talent, your serving, it's not about you. You don't need to be seen to serve. You don't need acknowledgement you don't need to be repaid. You just need to go and do it. Serving isn't about action. It's more about attitude. What's my attitude? Geneva used to, and I used to go round and round about different things. And one of them is our kitchen at the church. And she's gone round and round with some of you too. But I used to get it from her quite often. She would say, Alright, if I go clean that kitchen, these women, it's always you women, these women need to make sure that it stays clean. I said, okay, we'll do our best. And then she would clean the clean the uh, refrigerators and get them all nice and smelling good and wiped down and old stuff thrown away and all that. Only to have at least a month or two later, guess what? Same thing's going on. She'd come and she'd, and she'd grab. So one day I just said to her, I said, Geneva, do you really want to serve or you just want to complain? I figured at that point she's leaving the church. So... She said, okay, I got it. I got it. 
I said, because if it really bothers you this much, don't clean it. Don't do it. But if you can come with a attitude of gratitude and come to serve the Lord and realize that what you're doing is helping, let's do it. Somehow that seemed to help. Then she got onto the ovens. That's a whole new argument. But anyway. See, if you're a Jesus follower and you're part of the family of God and you're in the church and you're not serving, something is wrong within your spiritual DNA. You should be serving. You might say, well, I can't find a church that meets my needs. We are not a spiritual consumer. We're supposed to be spiritual contributors. We've got too many consumers. We need, con- we need contributors. People who will contribute in the tithe, in their time, and in their talent. You need it. We shouldn't wait on Gary to pull the weeds and all the flower beds. You come do it. Now the problem is, if I go out to do that, I'll pull out a flower and think it's a weed. I may need some guidance to pull the right ones. But you could do something. You could try to do something. Uh, Corey and uh, Ed and, and uh, Gary have got our high school room all ready to go back there. Boy, it looks awesome. It looks awesome. I can't get uh, Hearn and and uh, Don from playing they're playing ping pong all the time so if you hear this shrink that'll be Hearn he'll be back there praying tell me I'm going back to pray you're going to play ping pong I know what you're doing I don't know how many kids are going to use that room but boy the adults are going to have fun amen it's great so grateful that we have a room like that so grateful for the men who gave their time, their energy, and their money to make that room a possibility. We've got to find a way to serve. We've got to find a way to serve. I read the story of a girl who goes to a large church and she said, My greatest joy in life outside of my family is the opportunity to serve the Lord. At my, I'll leave the church there, uh, but I'll just say at my church. And what she does is that she drives the golf cart and brings people from the parking lot to the front door of the church. So people can, she says, so people can get in and meet Jesus. That's neat. She just drives the golf cart. But she's doing something for God. You see what I'm saying? What are you doing? How, are you standing at the door? We don't have enough greeters and, and uh, communion preparation people. Th- those lists are pretty empty. So before you get away today, go back to our sign-up wall there and uh, sign up. Take a month. Well, I don't know how to com- prepare communion. I will give you the Bible college training, a four-year qualified Bible college training on filling a communion cup tray. I can get it to you, boy. Boom. Five minutes, you'll be an expert pro at it. I want, I've always wanted to have one where we used all the cups, and I wanted to buy the, the uh, uh, delivery system that some engineer, retired engineer, thought up because his wife, I guarantee you, she had communion duty. 
And he came up to fill them, fill those cups with a little bit of thing every time. And he figured out a thing. He put the juice in the reservoir. You slide the whole tray in. He he, he made it where it would all. You push one button, and they automatically fill just like that. Wouldn't that be fab- fabulous to have? So if you had thirty of those to fill, that'd be great. But I'll, we can teach you how to do it. Show you the exact mark that you go on the on the on the uh, cup coming up, so you don't have too much juice. See, this is a science here, folks. I had four years of, of Bible college to get this. Come on now. I'll teach you. You want to change your marriage? Begin to serve each other. You want to change friendships? Begin to serve each other. You want to develop more meaning in your life? Serve other people. Nothing changes my heart better than when I spend a night at John 3.16 helping homeless people eat a meal. If you haven't done that, you need to go the next time we go. Be on the 25th. You need to go. It'll just warm your heart. To, to at least, And so many of them are very appreciative. They'll tell you, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I always tell them, no, thank you for letting us serve you today. If you want to make a difference in the world, serve. If you want to glorify Jesus... Serve. Having loved his own who were, who were in the world, he loved them to the end, John 13, 1. Jesus looked around the room and he saw proud hearts and a bunch of dirty feet. And he said, I can do that. So I need got up, took care of the need. And that's what I'm asking you to do. You know, I've asked you to take these cards. Just five of them. A big stack on the table back there. Get rid of that stack, I'll get another stack. Just take these cards. Have at least five, six, seven of them. Ten of them in your pocket. And just take them. Today, when you go to lunch after church, just leave them on the table. Hand them to the waitress. Give them to the person taking your money at the, at the cash register. Just say, hey, we'd like to invite you to come to our church. But if you have questions... Take a look on the back and you can get those questions answered before you ever come. Try it. Try it. You never know the difference that it will make if you try. So let me give you four quick applications about foot washing uh, that we can apply in our life today. Number one, when we come to Christ for the washing of our sins, we can be sure it's permanent and complete. Our sin has been exchanged for the perfect righteousness of Christ. The continual washing of sanctification is done by the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us and He's given to equip us for every good work. And then number four, when Jesus washed the feet of the disciples, He told them and us, I've given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. It may not be literally washing someone's feet, but it's that serving spirit, finding a way to serve them, can make all the difference in the world. Isn't it hard to be a gracious receiver? I I have a hard time being a gracious receiver. Because I've been so... Independent, and I boy, listen, I'll forge through and I'll do it. 
Well, this little friend right here and these little these two club things I have had at the bottom of my legs. I'm a, I have to have people help me now. I'm amazed at how many people will be rushing through a door and to see me coming to the door who will stop and hold the door open so I can get in or get out. It's amazing to me. Because they're in a rush. You can tell, boy, they're through that door and they're out of the corner of the eye and they see this old invalid guy trying to get to the door. They stop and hold it for me. I'm not used to that. I'm not old enough for that. I tell myself. Well, guess what? We all have to be served. And you're all going to have to receive at some time. So learn that gracious ability to receive. I'm not saying with your hand out expecting it all the time. I'm just simply saying as people want to help you, allow them to help you. Because, see, you don't want to rob a blessing from them either, do you? And that's the essence of what Jesus was doing. Washing their feet brought a blessing in his life and then into their life because they had clean feet. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for this morning and I thank you for the message of the hour. I just pray, Father, that we would uh, truly hear that message today. And, Father, that we would be able to make a difference in someone's life just by serving them, just by being what you need them to be and what we need to be for them and in them. Maybe there's someone here today, just one, who would say, I've not been serving like I should, and I'm ready to step up and and begin to do what God's called me to do, to use the gifts and talents and treasures that He's placed in my heart and in my life. God, whatever someone has to decide today, would they have the courage to let us all know about it? And Father, would you help them? And God, we love you. We love you. And thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen.